Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and across from me is your co-host, Ben. So Ben, it's been a minute again, mm. but I'm glad to have you back. So what is new in your kingdoms this week? Oh, this week, uh, my whole family were getting over some sort of crazy sickness. So how to be head of your nation when you are down and out is an interesting question. <laughs> That's a good topic, actually. That's something maybe we should cover at some point. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I'm on I'm on the mend. Uh, my, my voice is sounding like weird, but um, but I'm here, and you know I'm feeling like a ton better. Uh, but my family, though, I think I was the first to get it. Now my family's going through it. So uh, just trying to be there for them. I was uh, I was feeling better than everybody else last night. So this is a chance for me to like brag a little bit. Mm. Um, and I was like, you know what? Since I've been down, I'm gonna I'm gonna take on dinner, but take on everything. <laughs> so oh, all like, right. Let's do it, you know, and let's try to, to serve, you know, as, as, and, and kind of, you know, show my wife just to give her a little bit of rest. Like that's what it, that's what I was doing the other night. So, all right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so in my <clears throat> kingdom this week, we are getting ready to decorate for Christmas. My son loves Christmas. So does my daughter, but my son loves Christmas inflatables. And over the years, he has been given as gifts somewhere in the ballpark, I think, of 60 Christmas inflatables. And so Saturday, the whole day from basically dawn till dusk, I'm going to be putting up Christmas lights, Christmas inflatables, and just generally getting the house and the property ready for holiday cheer. You need to open this up to the like the public. <laughs> We've know? actually talked about that. Yeah, and I'm like, Just have a walkthrough. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, you know, pay a couple bucks to help defray the excessively high electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's funny when your kids love something, mm. you're willing to make sacrifices for them so that they get the enjoyment out of things. Like, I think this has helped me as a parent now look back at my parents and be like, wow. Some of the things they did for me, like I'm doing this for my son and maybe someday he'll look back and smile and be like, thanks dad. Mm -hmm. But some of the things my parents did for me that I never even understood the amount of sacrifice in time and effort or sometimes in, in monetary value, like mm -hmm. the electric bill for these, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, so it's really given me a perspective on appreciating my parents and also all parents, the, the sacrifices they make. Mm. That's cool. All right, so Ben, you have the passage of the week this week, so why don't you hit us with that? I do, here we go. So we are out of... Luke chapter two, and I'm reading about the shepherds and the angels because it's, you know, Christmas time. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Hmm. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So we're reading this, you know, this is obviously the, out of the, the, the story of the incarnation. This is Christmas. It just makes me think, like, as the shepherd and, you know, everybody present there who was able to see this great thing, they recognized this was a thing of the utmost importance. This thing that was happening was a history-changing event. 
And I often think about how I prepare for Christmas, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, what is the, the most important thing um, that I'm preparing for in, you know, in this season? And if it's not ultimately preparation for meeting this king, the one who was, you know, the angels were singing about and glorifying, um, if it's not preparing for meeting him face to face, then then what am I doing? It's wa- it, I'm just wasting time, you yeah. know? And so it's like in my Christmas preparations, I'm always drawn to reflect on how, you know, my, my own walk, you know? I mean, like when I, when I meet him face to face, will he recognize me? Will he say welcome, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, so it's an opportunity for us to, to reflect on that. But what are your thoughts? When I hear that passage every time, I think of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Oh, yeah. And, you know, what I think is impactful about that now is that in 2022, 2023, because I don't know this year if it's airing, but it did air last year, did I it? believe. Yeah. Oh. And so there in Christmas for the world to see is a glimpse of the gospel. Yeah. Right. And so. That, to me, it's super powerful that this passage, this enduring passage, which I think as believers is very special to us, is able to be broadcast to the world Mm -hmm. because someone recognized, you know, Charles Schultz recognized that that's what Christmas is about. And he wrote that in that show, and that show airs every year. And every year, the people that tune in get to hear the presentation of the birth of Christ and the beginnings of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Right. His birth is part of it, then his death and burial and resurrection is the rest of the gospel. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Well, why don't we get into the topic of the week this week? And I am dragging Ben along for a <laughs> ride on this one. <laughs> so this is a topic I've thought about talking about before, and it's the topic of poetry. And this is something I listened to an interview, it was a podcast a couple of years ago, where a gentleman was basically saying, why as masculine men have we abandoned the arts to be taken over by those who are effeminate, right? Like why, why have we abandoned ship and let the arts be taken away and basically be turned into something that's not both represented by women and masculine men? Like if you look at David in the Bible, he's a warrior and he's a poet, right? He wrote poems, he wrote songs, and he's a very masculine warlike man, right? And so... I often think when I think of poetry, I'm like, that sounds a bit effeminate to me because most poems are like, I saw a leaf, mm-hmm. I cried. Yeah, right. And I think that there can be the emotional aspect of that, but not all poems are like that. And I feel like I think that it's time that we get back into the arts and poetry and write some manly poems And so in that vein, I want to share a couple of poems that are my favorites. Mm. And my all-time favorite poem is If by Rudyard Kipling. And this to me is possibly, I think, the best piece of poetry outside of scripture ever written. So I'm going to read it. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating and yet don't talk too good nor talk too wise. 
If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss, if you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can walk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, kills me every time, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I never get emotional, <laughs> ever. Like, this poem does it every time. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Mm. That, to me, is poetry. Rudyard Kipling wrote that to his son about how to be a man. Mm. So cool. Dang it. <laughs> so my, listen, going into this, everybody, I was thinking, Brian, you are not going to convince me to read poetry. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't. I had no desire to read it. I have no... I like songs. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit down and read like a book of poems. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because like it's, you know, the things I'd rather read are, are plainer. Maybe because mm -hmm. I'm too simple of a person. So like I'm thinking I need, at this point, I need to read that poem. Yeah. And ones like it. Yes. Yeah, because see? there's something in that poem that stirs actually stirs my soul and mm -hmm. has a lot to do with that which I love most mm -hmm. and, and expresses it in a way that that is truer than if I were to read his advice on parenting yes yeah. you know like he get he like gets mm -hmm. it and he gets something that is that universally dads get yes we, exactly like, we get that those dads who who empty themselves for their kids yeah and for for me as a, as a dad just reading that i'm like okay Rudyard kipling what was he in the was he in the 1800s yeah 1800s yeah dude is expressing what i go through but it's like this communal type of thing this is yes. like brings this brings all of us together the bond that's, of fatherhood like he gets it i get that's that he kind gets of an it. amazing thing yeah you like we it's the unspoken like you look at another dad you know what they do. Yeah. You know what they sacrifice. You know their heart for their family. Just like, you're like, you're a dad, you get it, right? Yeah. And the same truth back then that he wrote and encapsulated in such a way, I, I could never say it like that. It's yeah. still true today. Dude, I was just, I, I was on the way. Maybe this is... Can we pause for a second? I just Go wanna, ahead. Go for it. Okay. I just want to say, yeah. though though I, I fought back, uh, my eyes are dry. I just, just verify, Ben, my <laughs> eyes are dry. Yes, it's I, true. Yes. No tear dropped on his desk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, they were maybe going down the back of my throat, but my I just want to, yeah. that's my, my foolish pride. But anyway, so continue. No, I had to wipe them for him. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Don't lie. Uh, All right. So yeah, I was on the way to, to work today and I had just 
so I listened to this song. I was looking for this hymn, and uh, what is that hymn? I was singing it. I'm obviously not going to remember it now, but I'll bring it up because uh, it's on my phone just real All quick. All right, yeah. Um, it's, come on, it's And Can It Be That oh, I Should Gain. Yes. It's like one of my favorite hymns. Mm-hmm. And um, this, I, so I just click, I'm, man, I need that song today. And by the way, listen to it if you don't know what I'm talking about. And Can It Be That I Should Gain. It's amazing song. So amazing love. Yeah. Is okay. that by the Wesley brothers, um, Charles well, and John Wesley? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. yeah it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's old. So I started listening to this song and I, I clicked on the first one that I could find. It's Sovereign Grace Music and this Bob Coughlin. I have no idea who this is, but yeah. Sovereign Grace Music I do am familiar with. It was a men's choir. Yeah. And they're singing it. And yeah. that struck me. Men singing and united mm. under this truth. Yeah. So there's something so empowering about that. It yeah. got me like ready to go this morning. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. like not feeling well. I'm like, uh-huh. man, my family's homesick. I just want to be kind of like laying down and not doing it. But this, ins- I mean, inspired me um, because we were united in something that was objectively true. Yeah. You know? And so then like it made me think of like poetry, it made me think of, you know, song in together as men. Um, that maybe we should do this more often. Amen. You know? I agree. That's what I'm pitching right now. I'm pitching yeah. that. All right, let me hit the next poem here. And this is The Charge of the Light Brigade by Alfred Lord Tennyson. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. And by the way, this is about an actual historic event. This really happened. So this isn't just fantasy. This Tennyson. Is, yeah, Sorry. this is chronicling what actually happened. All right, half a league, half a league, half a league onward. All in the valley of death rode the 600. Forward the light brigade, charge for the guns, he said. Into the valley of death rode the 600. Forward the light brigade. Was there a men dismayed? Not though the soldier knew someone had blundered. Theirs not to make reply. Theirs not to reason why. Theirs but to do and die. Into the valley of death rode the 600. Cannon to the right of them. Cannon to the left of them. Cannon in front of them, volleyed and thundered, stormed at with shot and shell. Boldly they rode and well, into the jaws of death, into the mouth of hell rode the six hundred. Flashed all their sabers bare, flashed as they turned in air, sabering the gunners there, charging an army while all the world wondered. Plunged in the battery smoke, right through the line they broke, Cossack and Russian reeled from the saber stroke, shattered and sundered. Then they rode back but not the 600. Cannon to the right of them, cannon to the left of them, cannon behind them volleyed and thundered, stormed at with shot and shell while horse and hero fell. They that fought so well came through the jaws of death, back from the mouth of hell, all that was left of them, left of 600. When can their glory fade? Oh, the wild charge they made, all the world wondered. Honor the charge they made, honor the light brigade. Noble 600. Dang. That, like, why? I'm thinking about my public school education and thinking, why didn't I ever get a poem like that? Like, yeah, I, I got the dumbest. <laughs> like, leaves of grass. Yeah, come on. Like, uh-huh. who cares about what those guys had to say? Give uh-huh. me someone who experienced something, like, that's real and not sitting on the edge of a pond in a shack by himself. What does he yes. have to teach me? Now that though that could make you into that can make you into a man right there. Absolutely. And listening to listening to the Light Brigade in their I mean in what they did for 
well, for honor, for glory. You yeah, know, these for things, brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Now, not that we should just be motivated by those things. I mm-hmm. mean, I, we ultimately, I think we're motivated by uh, by our great God to, yeah. to please him, make him proud. But we do mighty things Yes, in his name. You Amen, know? yeah. Um, how inspirational. And that's, gosh. like, when I, when I read this, you know, I, I've done some stuff in my life and I do some things that involve risk sometimes in my life. And like, I wouldn't do it for just anybody, Mm -hmm. but the people I do those details with sometimes where like I met with, we were at a, a risky event one time and we were doing a a protection detail for like someone, someone would know, like Mm -hmm. if I said the name, most people would know Mm -hmm. them and all the guys met up before Mm -hmm. and some of them I'd never met before, but I knew they knew our leader, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the guy that brought us all together, we all knew him and mm-hmm. we would all follow him no matter yeah. where he went, right? And we, so it was like, like I got put on the the bad door. Jeez. I asked, I was, I was like, I was hoping, I'm like, let me be on the bad door. Let me go on the bad door, right? Like, that's just, you know, so I got put on the bad door and I'm like, I'm on the bad door, yes. And like the dudes that were with me were like, if something goes down on the bad door, we're all in together. Like, it's, it's like, I never did anything like this, like the charge of the light brigade, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and not like cannon shooting at me right. or guns, but like, sure. Where it's like, but even like that detail I did where it was like the people left and right of you, like mm-hmm. as a man, I resonate with this. Where like their, their leader was sent into a horrible situation and they all followed without asking a question yeah. and not all of them came back. Yeah. But I think, and this is just me. Cause like when I, I get in those situations every once in a while, like if something went wrong and I didn't come back, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay mm-hmm. with that because I did my duty. And I think mm-hmm. those that didn't make it back they were okay with that because they did their duty. And like for Tennyson to chronicle this so well, like my soul as a man is just like, where is the battle? Where can I go? Show it to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, this is something where as men, we don't have to be afraid of poetry. Like a lot of poems, I'm just going to be real. I think a lot of poems are lame. Yeah. A lot of poems are lame, but they don't all have to be. And not all of them are. And some of them speak to the inner soul of man. Yeah. Right, the, mm-hmm. it's masculine poetry. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it makes me think of. Uh, I'm ashamed to say this. I've never seen the Band of Brothers, mm. and uh, actually, one of one of the listeners recommended I, I watch that. Um, and I watched the first episode, and I haven't watched it since because I want to give it its time. So maybe over Christmas break I'll do it. Yeah, uh, but I watched that first episode and I was just like, yes. But the the listener said it's what it comes down to is this, you know, fighting for this, this man, their, their leader. That was the thing that, you know, they, they succeeded because they were inspired to fight for him. Yes, you know? exactly. And, and there is something to that as a man wants to fight for someone who's worthy, you know, and, and ultimately again, that's Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, we, I guess we just need more stories like that, more poems like that, you yes. know, that get us, that get us there thinking, you know, how am I supposed to be living in this moment, facing this battle in a way that's, that's going to, that, that, that someone could write a poem about, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, because ultimately I think that that's, that's what we're called to do is, is, is take part in that great battle that, that Christ started, you know? Yes. And, and we're, we're in it too. So live lives that are poetic in that way and inspirational in that same yeah. way. Yeah. Be someone that someone would write a poem yeah, about. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You, you seem like a kind of guy that would have tried your hand at verse. Do you, do you ever write? Uh, yeah, I did. A, I did a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I'm not, gr- I'm not great at it because I think, because I, I haven't disciplined myself. That's what it uh-huh. comes down to. I have to discipline myself to find out how to write good poetry. Mm-hmm. 
rather than just free verse or something. Yeah. But I did uh, for a couple of times. And actually one of them is framed and is, is in my house. Let's go. Because it, it actually, it, it's, it's pretty good. I would say okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's go, Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe I'll, I'll write more now. Yeah, we should. I think it'd be cool, and I would love to someday. Like, not I'm not calling all listeners yet, but I have thought about this, and I would like to at some point have maybe like a community-sourced masculine poem oh, book. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. super cool. I think we have yeah. some listeners that could contribute some pretty good I agree. Books. I agree. Yeah, so like a head of nations masculine poetry book. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, I'm in. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So we'll we'll get our pens out and, you know, do some heavy lifting, get that testosterone yeah. flowing first before That's we right. write. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But so my basic pitch today was just, you know, appreciate poetry. Mm. There have been masculine men that wrote masculine poems and poems that touch the soul of a man. Mm. In a way that most poems wouldn't. Like, I feel like most poems are more emotional. Yeah. And not emotional in the sense of the sacrifice of a father or like a, being a brother with someone. Yeah. But there are poems out there. Don't be afraid of poetry. Don't just write off all poetry as like, oh, that's like effeminate. Mm -hmm. Because there are poems like this out there that will get you going. Like, you read this and then go to a set of squats. Like, yeah. you're going to crush that yeah, set. They make you more masculine. Yes. Yeah. Like, I can already feel my testosterone <laughs> increasing right now. <laughs> just like growing a beard immediately. <laughs> but... So th that's my pitch to everyone. Like, go read masculine poems because mm. we need that balance as men. We, we need to not just jettison the arts because they've been taken over by those who are less masculine. Like, masculinize the arts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Could you put maybe put some recommendations under this if you can't, like in the description of the podcast? Maybe yeah, I'll some, to, I can put some, some links your, to this. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Put some That'd links to, to a few of these. And then like even Rudyard Kipling's not, like not poetry, some of his stories. Mm. So- Tell um, the book. What's that? He wrote the Jungle Book, right? Yeah, and I think, I think he was Treasure Island as well. Oh, and that's a pretty masculine story. That's cool too. Yeah, mm. yeah. So anyway, guys, I appreciate you listening. Hope you all have a great week. If you would like to support the show, you can click on the link at headofnations.com. Click the support tab. Appreciate our supporters. Really, honestly, we appreciate you. It, it's very like we're able to get some more equipment. That's better equipment. Get some further reach for the show because you're supporting us and like keep that website up and running, which you know is an expense. So I really appreciate that. And then also if you enjoy the show, feel free to share it or write a written review. And as always, remember, we are the head of our nation. So let's go live like it until next time.